Welcome back to Elevate Inspiration for Sunday School. This week, we're going to be talking about called to prepared. Now, notice now we are still in our call series, so let's get started. You know, we're all familiar with The Voice. Um, it's more of a reality show where uh, amateurs compete to for a singing contract. Um, but what's unusual about this um, competition is that the panelists or the coaches, they turn their back on the competitors to only listen to their voice, not look at their appearance. And from there, they choose the ones that they're going to work with to compete for a contest to be the, the best singer to actually get a voice contract or a singing contract. Now, the pastors today describe the work of a biblical figure known as divorce. And that person is no other than John the Baptist. Our lesson content is looking at the Jews. And this is actually right before Christ come on scene. Uh, the last two lessons we've talked about the birth of Christ. Last week we looked at the... Um, the wise men that came to visit him. So now uh, Matthew moved forward and look at actually the ministry of Christ. Now, I want to paint the picture here. We have um, Jews that turn to a, a monistic movement, a set lifestyle and fringe prophetic movement. So basically, the monistic movements was more like Anna. You remember her? Um, Luke talks about her, how she dedicated herself in the temple. So basically, they live like a monk. The aesthetic lifestyles are individuals that went more into the wilderness and commune with nature to get to know God. And then we have those friend projected uh, movements. Actually, uh, um, Gamero talks about that in the book of Acts, how there was individuals that wanted to rise up and take the kingdom away from the Romans. So in, instead of the religious leaders guiding the people uh, through these movements, John the Baptist told them one word, repent and prepare for a great work of God. So he focused on a second chance. So let's look at it. First, we're looking at Matthew, the third chapter, verses one through four. In those days came John the Baptist preaching and the wilderness of Judea. This tells you exactly where it takes place. It takes place in the wilderness, um, outside of the city, and there he is preaching. You know, actually, if you go back in Malachi, um, from Malachi and Matthew, there's actually a 400-year silence. Malachi talks about um, uh, Elijah coming forth. John represented that because notice in the next verse, it says, he says, repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of the prophet Isaiah saying the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare you the way for the Lord, make his path straight. So the, John the Baptist actually come and he fulfilled that prophecy that was spoken in Isaiah. Um, and actually Malachi talks about Elijah coming forth, someone like him. Notice how, describe how this messenger was. The same John, notice he had a remnant of camel hair. 
so he did not dress like the um um the people in the city. He had a leather girt about his lawn, and look what he ate. He ate locusts and wild honey. Uh, Leviticus talks about um. I think it's the 22nd chapter, actually talks about locusts was a clean food. And if you look at that, not only locusts, but grasshoppers, uh, those were things that was okay for them to eat. So the question that we're going to talk about is, under what circumstances will your witness for Christ be better served by dressing in a way that is distinctly different from that of the cultural custom? And how might that hinder? And then we got some scriptures that we're going to dig into on Sunday. Now, let's look at the fifth chapter, verses uh, 5 through correction. Matthew, the third chapter, verses 5 through 10. We have a receptive audience. Then went out to him Jerusalem. Now, notice I highlight the word all Judea, all the region around about Jordan, and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. So, Jordan is a river. This is about um, uh, east of Jerusalem, and John is actually in the wilderness. Now, I want to focus on baptism for a few minutes. This is really unusual when you think about it. While Jews regularly wash their hands and feet and household items for the purpose of religious purification, and sometimes they even wash their whole bodies. But for the priests or someone to wash themselves, they never wash other people. I, I want to say that again. The custom was for them to wash themselves, but never wash other people. Why? Well, if you wash someone else, it was sinful. Because here you are trying to clean them, and the dirt gets on you, and you become unclean. John did not think about that at all. John actually did something totally different than what anyone else did. It caught the people's attention. And notice verse 7. And when he saw men of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them. Now, here's the religious individuals. Let me focus on them for just a few seconds. The Pharisees were actually the ones who ran the synagogue. You don't really hear of synagogues until they went into the Babylonian captivity. So they were the, 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 the scribes. They looked at the law. Uh, because of the captivity, they was taken away from Jerusalem. They built synagogues to continue the worship and the study of the, the Pentateuch. Now the Sadducees were pro-Roman. They had an agreement. They actually are the ones that enable Herod to build a temple. So we have two sects of people. And notice how John spoke to them. He called them old generation of vipers. Who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Bring forth therefore fruits to meet for repentance. And I want to jump now to the 10th verse. That also... Now also the axe is laid unto the root of the tree. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewed down and cast into the fire. John is really focusing on them. Because he's saying, hey, you all think just because you are Abraham, and we're going back to Genesis, where God 
promise that I'll bless them that bless you and curse them that curse you. You're going to multiply. You're going to be a blessing to all nations. Just because you think you can trace your roots back to Abraham, I say to you that God is able to raise stones to speak on his behalf of children of Abraham. So you got to do what's right. All right, let's move on. So the question here is, why is repentance having a change of mind evident in a changed lifestyle? And how have a place of solitude been important in your spiritual journey? And we're going to dig a little bit deeper. Let's, and we're going to end with verses 11 and 12. John's work. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. This is what he's saying. And here is the prophetic work. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. And he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the gardener. But he will burn up the shaft with unquenchable fire. Who is he talking about? He's talking about the Savior. He's talking about, I'm going to just baptize you right now with water unto repentance. But there's one is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And I like how he ends here. And this is going to be a question that I want you to ponder over. He will burn up the shaft with unquenchable fire. So my question to you is, what plan can you make to get rid of the shaft in your life? And then we're going to dig a little bit deeper. And this question here, John the Baptist was bold in confronting the religious leader of his day. Why is this useful for us today? And then the aim of this lesson is the desire to live right for the right reasons. Why? To live right for the right reasons. Why? You know, to sum everything up, we have a voice in the wilderness. And when a person is a lone advocate for a cause and later proven right, we refer to him as a voice in the wilderness. And this person calls other to prepare for a future obscure to most, but that he or she sees clearly, like John, that person is often a type rather than appreciated. So our preparation for Christ's second coming, uh-oh, second coming includes becoming voices in the wilderness who speak against evil. Hey, I appreciate you all. My thought to remember is the time is repent. The time to repent is now. Hey, you know, I got a lot out of this lesson today. And I this lesson helps me to take inventory on myself. And as I look at this lesson, I ask myself, am I like the Pharisees and the Sadducees that know everything? Or I'm like the other people who came to John and say, hey, I'm willing to repent change not do a 360 but do a 180 and change my life so i am ready for your second coming hey we got a zoom session um on sunday um the 27th at 6 p.m there's the meeting number and i say there's your passcode there and i like to end with see you in sunday school